Hello, it's Jim. It's the world of bonds. It's Friday the 22nd of May 2020. Risk-off start to the day really on China and US tensions rising again and also on the news that China has ripped up its growth uh, forecasts and targets for 2020, unsurprisingly. It's another day where uh, negative rate chatter uh, pervaded all markets, uh, where guilt further out the curve started to turn negative and where another MPC member, in this case Dave Ramsden, said it's reasonable to have an open mind on negative rates. So this is the big thing, um, driving bond markets yields lower really across developed markets at the moment and in the UK now um, the money markets are pricing in the MPC moving to a negative interest rate in February next year. Now thinking about those bond markets US 10 years at 64, JGB's minus one basis point, gilts are a big mover down at 14 basis points for the 10 year gilt now and the Bund continuing to march a little lower at minus 51 basis points. Still a firm uh, yesterday for credit, so investment grade in the States at 184 basis points spread over 10 year uh, treasuries and high yield at 689. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the psychology of negative interest rates because I think that's something that hasn't been discussed enough. Um, a lot of people coming out, including former NPC member Andrew Sentence yesterday, uh, really warning against negative interest rates. And it is a bit of an unknown experiment. And it is something, in my view, that is less powerful in a world where cash exists. As long as we've got cash and the ability to get cash and store it in um, the woodshed or underneath the bed, then it's going to be difficult for monetary policy to work effectively. But there's also the kind of psychological angle. When interest rates go negative, is that really stimulative to an economy? Or does that really tell businesses, individuals, households that things are really, really bad? So as we approach and get near to this zero lower bound, which no longer exists, does the power of cutting interest rates actually work perversely and make people think that bad news is on, hor on the horizon? Uh, when people first started going negative, you know, the Swiss, um, to start with, really um, thought a lot about some of the unintended consequences of negative interest rates because I don't think it is costless. It does redistribute wealth across society. Um, you know, and perhaps the two biggest consequences that don't necessarily form part of that monetary policy decision making are that for companies that sit on a lot of cash and that includes the taxman, um, includes uh, hotels and holiday companies who take your money in advance um, it becomes quite costly to have cash you know if you're if you're owning cash and you put it in a bank that bank is going to pass that cost, that negative interest rate on to you as a company or as a tax collector, etc. So in Switzerland, the Swiss taxman in Zug told people, please don't pay your tax on time. Wait till the last moment. That's fine with us. Um, you know, for those of you who have booked holidays in Europe um, or Switzerland or elsewhere where rates are negative in the last couple of years, you probably will have noticed that they've not been demanding you pay up front in the, way, the same way as you might want to have done. And so it becomes costly to have cash. It becomes costly to be a business that runs on a lot of cash. You'd rather have people delay paying you. Um, if you do have cash, you might want to take that out and put it in safety deposit boxes. Uh, and cash becomes a high yielding instrument. So effectively, 
that uh, euro banknote you have has a yield of zero compared to what you might get paid in your uh, bank of minus 40. So, you know, it is an instrument just like a government bond, effectively, as safe as a government bond, but with a higher yield than a government bond. So as long as cash exists, it becomes very difficult to pass on um, negative interest rates to the whole economy. And that leads you into a world where cash is already a a pretty trivial part of the economy, even more so in the world of coronavirus, you know, we don't like handling cash to the same extent. We use debit cards, we use electronic payments, we use PayPal, etc. And so, cash is already on the way out. Could this be something that governments have to consider abolishing cash or at least abolishing large denomination notes, which is kind of what's happened in Europe and elsewhere? But in Switzerland, I think there's still a 1000 Swiss franc note, so it does become relatively trivial for people to take money out of banks and hide that uh, under the mattress. So that's the first unintended consequence of negative rates. The second one, really, perhaps more importantly, is about banks' profitability. Um, It's important to have a strong banking sector. It's important that banks are able to make profits because if that's not the case, you end up with things like the global financial crisis where uh, there's instability, where people queue up outside Northern Rock and we all worry about the future of our savings, our pensions and all of those sorts of things. So it's dangerous when the banking sector becomes weak. Um, It's also dangerous because um, we need a banking sector to be able to lend to companies at times like this. So as banks become less profitable, that reduces their ability and willingness to make loans to the economy. So when interest rates go negative, that has an impact. Banks like a steep yield curve at the short end, they borrow from the central bank at low interest rates um, and lend at higher interest rates further at the interest rate curve. But they also have to uh, think about what they do with their deposits and um, they're not able really to pass on negative deposit rates to individuals yet. You know, part of the psychology of this is that we as individuals are not yet willing to accept getting charged for having a bank account effectively. So that means that their loss making for deposits that they hold um, at the central bank for which they get charged a negative interest rate, but they can't pass that on to us for our savings. So um, that kind of yield curve argument doesn't work so well. Uh, They become less profitable. And for some of them, think about the Spanish mortgage banks. Lots of Spanish mortgages and indeed UK mortgages are linked to LIBOR or SONIA or one of these short-term interest rates. So in Spain, when Euribor turns negative, there was a situation where some Spanish mortgages, the banks were having to send out checks to people who had taken out mortgages. Obviously, extremely um, negative for their profits if they weren't able to recapture that by charging negative rates to their depositors. And perhaps you end up with some perverse impacts here. So in Switzerland, for instance, um, because the Swiss banks were not able or willing to pass on negative deposit rates to their savers, they actually had to put up mortgage rates. They had to put up lending rates to their customers elsewhere. 
So perversely, when the Swiss National Bank cuts rates, that doesn't stimulate the economy because the banks are putting up their lending rates elsewhere um, to, to compensate them for the losses that they're bearing on their deposits. So we must think about, A, the psychology of negative interest rates. Does it send a, a really negative signal that causes people to change their behaviour in a negative way? And does it have unintended consequences in redistributing wealth around the economy? Having said all of that, I am sure that if the UK economy continues to deteriorate and we don't get a recovery um, later on this year, then negative rates will become increasingly likely for the UK, just as they have been in Switzerland, um, the Eurozone and elsewhere. Have a good long weekend.